tonight on Pot Psych. And hit the wrong note again. Really? Yeah. Tonight on Pot Psychology. I got it wrong again. What the fuck? Just be who you are. Okay, I'm trying. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Be who you are in the moment. Breathe yourself in. (laughs) Get a load of you. (laughs) Tonight on Pot Psychology, Rich talks about mushrooms. Again. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Beanie bubble. Rich talks about Celine Dion. Again. (laughs) (laughs) All this and more. Pot psychology. (laughs) Keep it. Keep it. (laughs) I I feel like, um, you know what I feel like? No. A new year has come hello for my tits <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you mean though well i mean we're recording this on january 1st 2022 and it, at any rate it's the new year happy new year but i was listening to a new day by celine dion and i was like yes and a new year a new year do you think that this year is going to be better because people are always like, I feel like people have been saying this has been the shittiest year ever. Twenty twenty one every year. Yeah, I mean, I I think twenty twenty had to have been the worst. Twenty sixteen is also very bad. That was when, bad when Trump was elected. It's been bad. But I felt like you know, and then things were kind of like, oh, we're dealing with this. I do feel like things really took like an upturn when Trump lost. And then we st- went into 2021. I did not think 2021 it was nearly as bad. No, 2020. 2020 had a lot of highs for me. I don't know. And I had two kind of, I mean, before Omicron, there was another kind of mini social renaissance in November. Yes. And I think it was partly because there were a lot of Gawker Media events, or I'm sorry, like Gawker Media alumni events. Oh, what? Like, who bought it? Um, there was a wedding, there were well, that parties. Was, that was September. Mm, also, I'm talking about Maddie's wedding. Oh, yeah, I went to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean. But there was like a lot of stuff around that time. And there were people in I, town from L.A. Like people a bunch were of hanging people. out. I know it was it was fun. There was fun stuff going on. It wasn't like full speed. It was actually at a at a pace I really liked. It was similar to June for me. I do feel, though, after I made it through Christmas, I was fine now. Now right. I'm fine. I'm going out. I'm meeting people. I'm making love. <laughs> <laughs> I will edit that out. But it's true. Okay. I mean, I, but it, I think it's a good song. Going out. I'm meeting people. I'm making love. I'm making <laughs> <laughs> When I, okay, when I was watching Real World Homecoming, which Rich and I recap on Wawu. You might be sick of hearing us talk about it, but you're missing out if you're not listening. It's a. I think we t- can mention anything. You know what? Always. That's true. Every I can say whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. This is our fucking podcast. Is our, did, did you get any feedback that's like, we're sick of you promoting your Patreon? No. So it's but total I don't read paranoia. the. I haven't read the comments. But it seems like total paranoia. I like to try to. Get in front of it. 
get or like check myself before yes. I wreck myself. But sometimes, but one thing I've discovered recently, one thing I've thought about recently is the way that like checking yourself too much ahead of time actually just becomes a negative nagging voice. That's actually something that's been very consistent in my life that like I actually need to change. I actually, you know, and I've had less of it. It's because you are internalizing Twitter. Yes. Just no internet right, writing in, in general. Internet. Well, stuff. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's actually. I'm I, way better I, than I used to be. I think it predated it, but also like just that self consciousness. But, but that was certainly, that was youth. Yes, but certainly, at the very least, writing on the internet has exacerbated. Oh it my god! In a major way that never needed to get to where it was. It's terrible. It really is. It's too many voices in your head. And then also, like when you when those voices you allow those voices to get in your head. Other voices can then get in because it's like, oh, this is a thing I do. I yell at myself in my head. Yeah. But I had this like Reiki healer. They posted something that I feel like healed me. Oh, you were healed. Yeah. And because they would do posts all the time like this is sending you vibes. This is sending you energy. But one time they said, stop yelling at yourself. Yeah. Why are you, you would never be this mean to someone else. Right. And I was like, wow, you're right. I am so much more polite to everyone else except for me yeah no this was my most, me. my most recent time tripping gave me that and mm. i really did i mean that's the thing about it for me is that like it really does affect my life these insights that i have for whatever reason and like i said they're really banal and it's embarrassing to repeat them sometimes no, it's true the, but sometimes but, you have to say stuff out loud but then i hold on to it it's not even just like one of those things where you come to a realization and then move on and do like it actually changes yeah very subtly i mean it not majorly but i'll tell you i have not been doing that to myself since i decided since i teased out exactly what i was doing and it's made me feel a lot better good <laughs> no that is good i mean that's I mean, the goal like right is to always feel better yeah and to, to, i Just think to feel i think comfortable in your own skin i don't know for me like you know i believe in therapy and stuff but it was always a really long process for yes me. and it wasn't something that i felt like i could actually even demonstrate it's more like well i guess i'm better at expressing and locating and blah blah, blah now but I feel like with mushrooms, it's like immediate, like this is what that taught me and this is what I'm taking through life and this is what I really believe in right now. And it's always these positive kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It just new it year. makes up your mind. It's a new year. It, it changes your mind. Yes. I'm going to change how we do the opening. Okay. How's it going to be? I think we're just going to do... Tonight. Tonight. Every once in a while, we can have a cold open. I'm thinking about doing a cold close. Hold close. I'm going to do the song and then th- there'll be something. Well, that's the after credit sequence. Okay. I, well, I invented cold close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, that would be like a warm close. I guess it depends on how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be a little surprise after. And the thing that would have been in the beginning before will be at the end now. All right. It's the new year. So it's like deleted, <laughs> deleted scene. Yeah, an unlisted track. Right, bonus, yes. Yeah, secret track. Well, there's two things I'm into right now, and it's Beanie Babies and Celine Dion. Yes! Okay, let's talk about Beanie Babies, because I watched it. Oh, you did? Yes! Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you like it? Oh, you know who loved it? Una. Really? Yes. Is she into Beanie Babies? She said that there's, like, new Beanie Babies now, Uh and I was like, oh, okay, and I don't know if she, she... I think she said she liked them. 
she was intimating that she did want to collect them. And then I just was, I'm not collecting Beanie Babies for her. She has Pokemons. That's right. what we're doing. Yeah. I think, you know, to appeal, she's like a big stuffed animal. She was never uh-huh. really into Barbies or she never really is into Barbies or, I don't know, action figures or little people or whatever. Um, wait, they're called little people, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are. Do you think that they've rebranded since then? I don't Those know. Fisher Price little people. I was very into them. When I was younger, I had a I had a farm. It was a barn house. I always and liked I them. I, I, I loved like my bus. I feel like I had the most limited start. Like there was that one that starter one. Mm. You know what I mean? Is it like the house or the barn? Yeah, and the guy's blue. I think. Okay. They seem I, to be called still be called little people. Wow. Do they have littlepeople.com? They do. That <laughs> seems wrong. They do. It, do you, it redirects to mattel.com slash collection slash little dash people. Could you imagine if someone, some toy company bought up a blackpeople.com and. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, they, they have, have hair go- now? They're they, not supposed to have hair. These are golden girls. <gasps> Whoa, my God. Yeah. How much are they? $19.99. That's such a deal. You get four. They have collector, collector little people. Okay, that's cool. All right. Well, now maybe I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're actually like really good. I think. Who else do they have? Oh, they are. The, the Sophia one looks exactly like her. They got Blanche's Blanche hair really, down. Really good. <laughs> I mean, they're all just. They obvi- all. Like, okay. Wait, I'll, does I'll, Dorothy have three quarter sleeves? Something close yes. to it, you know? Yes. But anyway, the Beanie Babies thing, I think like Una was really captured by, she's like a big stuff animal kind of kid. And, you know, it's fun to look at. At the same time as hearing this story, these wackos. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, it uh, was holy. the fact that these women could just take this up as a hobby and, and devote all their time. It's like these wow. accomplished women, the one that worked for the FBI. They, <laughs> <laughs> all right. This, what is her name? So uh, this I don't is, remember anyone's name. Okay, do you uh, let's revisit this? I wrote a song. Uh, it's a beanie rap and the words just flowed through my fingers as I typed them into a computer. Um, people have told me it's catchy. Turns <laughs> out. I relate to you. her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you a story about a tiny tice who's equated these bees that make me hot. Little beans in their bodies and cute little faces and addicted to them. Been to all kinds of places, smuggling bees upstairs. It's no lie, and it all ain't at all on a guy named Tice. Bee rap. It's a bee rap. It's a bee rap. I'm all tied up. Can you. Wait, can you. Um. Can you put auto-tune on her voice? Uh, I could mess around with it. I don't know. I, because the tracks aren't isolated, I don't know what it, that would do, but I could yeah. fuck around with it. Like, it maybe a, even audition. just the beanie rap part. Like, <laughs> right. you can... You could definitely treat it so it sounds more computer. Okay, she should sound like Lil Wayne more. <laughs> beanie rap. It's a beanie rap. It's a beanie rap. <laughs> I love that it's I love that it's, it's a beanie rap three times and then the final line of the chorus is I'm all tied up. <laughs> Why? In rap? Oh, is that why? I they're guess. wrapped up in beanies. 
<laughs> oh, is it rap with a W or is it an R? It's beanie rap with a W with an R, but maybe beanie? it's. <laughs> <laughs> It's beanie wrap. It's Which def- one is it? Beanie wrap with an R. Look, they, they they print it for you. Okay, wait. Here's here's an on. Let me let me try to deliver this um this verse that you didn't hear. Okay. Her this woman's name, at least at the time of beanie. It's a beanie wrap. Was Janine Marin Twardus. T W A R D U S. Twardus. Twardus. Toward us? Toward us. <laughs> Toward us. <laughs> Got on the internet for the first time. Stopped by the beanie web, then onto ties. Chat rooms full with people making deals. People forgetting to make their family meals. It's <laughs> 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 like neglectful mothers <laughs> playing so with their kids' toys. <laughs> I don't know if they ever said it in the uh, in the I also listened to a book about it about it, and it was a lot about Ty Warner based on stuff that his ex-wives said because uh-huh. he wouldn't be interviewed. I mean, he's such a shadowy Wonka-esque figure. Yeah, but he's like a Lisa Frank. But the writer, Zach Bissonnette, very smartly went to his wives who also were instrumental yeah. in helping the brand and coming up with certain ideas then were pushed out and it was all revised as all ties idea here's here's a deep deep cut that i noticed so i got the the galley of this book uh-huh. it's called um it's called the great beanie bubble i re- and i read some of it and i loved it but you know sometimes you read a book and you get it's yeah, not you, you get sidetracked it's not that you don't like it any at all i thought it was an awesome book now that i've listened to the whole thing i think it's an amazing amazing book like so much more in depth than this documentary and just this documentary doesn't even touch Ty Warner. I mean, one wife alleged abuse and that he recorded her. He set up like a um, he bugged her room after they were broken up and sent her a recording of another man of her with another man and like crazy stuff like that. But I remember reading in the galley Warner's relationship with his father was strained at best and by most accounts bizarre and dysfunctional. They dated the same women repeatedly, and Patricia Roche, who's one of his exes, the first one that he really fucked over, no relation to Paul Roche, says Ty later told her that he and his father once had a threesome together. It was, Patricia says, he told her the only time he'd ever felt like his father was proud of him, which never left my head after I read it, despite not finishing that book. It's not in the audiobook. it seems, from the finished product okay all right good i have a galley of it so oh, okay yeah, yeah it might be it might be in there yeah then. so that's a little wow yeah. so the tie stuff is really really wild and like he wait all right so here's what i didn't understand yeah he had five hundred thousand dollars to invest in the beanie baby company like when he decided to do beanie babies he had five hundred thousand dollars to well, invest in marketing because Ty was already a semi-successful okay, brand so what oh Ty the toys Okay. Yeah, there were stuffed animals that you'd see in drugstores and he'd go to and they talk a lot about how yeah. obsessive he was. And he believes, you know, the animal, the eyes are the most important part of the animal. And he would like, OK, this is blow dry his the, cats. They were like, and their eyes are so expressive. And they're, little, like, and they, black they're eyes. literally just black dots. Yeah, totally. They're not expressive no. whatsoever. Zero percent. That's that's something. 
I'm so into Beanie Mania as a concept. I'm as into Beanie Mania as a concept as those who were part of the original Beanie Mania were, are into, were into Beanie Babies. Like now I'm just obsessed with the fact it's the most idiocracy thing in the world. It really that is. It's people just, decided like, these things were currency. <laughs> they were like, it's going to keep appreciating is value. Is this going to happen with Bitcoin? Yes, is apparently. It? Apparently. No, this is what every no, single time. Every single time I've had this conversation with somebody this weekend, they've said exactly that. So, well, here's the thing. So, I do have quite a bit of money invested in Bitcoin, and I've made some money on shit coins. I actually really believe that, like Ethereum, Bitcoin, and actually, I believe Cardano. They have the better technology than all of them and they're the it's called the ethereum killer because ethereum's supposed to take over bitcoin and this is called the ethereum killer because it's not as harmful to the planet okay because apparently mining yes it's it's a huge environmental crypto strain. yeah i don't know so i have money invested in, and my portfolio is doing really really well and it's tanking but i th i feel like when you like zoom out on the graph over the course of five years or like of all time of whenever they started it's really volatile and it goes like this, mm -hmm. but it goes like this. Yeah, upward trajectory of up and down. Yes. So like the overall trend is crazy highs so and lows. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's been like that for five years, more than that now. I mean, there was a time when people never thought there wouldn't be beanie babies flowing through I, the culture like currency. Well, really. I think what was interesting is that they united people online when yeah. online was yes. just starting 100%. so like it you know the idea of being in forum, forums and stuff was very new and yeah you could talk about this thing with like everyone else who like suddenly has the same interest as you it's like really the, the first social media that's why i think it it grew like that well and they also knew that they had to get people coming back and that's why they would do the poems and <laughs> And the things about like, you know, I did would... think that the idea for the poems was a great idea. I was like, that's a good idea because I always would go through the Beanie Baby rack and read all the poems. Totally. And they were so weird. <laughs> they were <always laughs> so weird. Now that I know that that girl wrote them all yeah. in one day, she wrote 85 poems. <laughs> Wait, here's here's me about this. Um, I'm this woman, but Wait, about Beanie Mania. I was going to. Oh. You want to? I wanted to ask you if you ever had a Beanie Baby. No, but now I really want one. Oh, I <laughs> see. I had a couple. Yeah. I had um, two pink pigs and they uh -huh, were like, that's good. They were like maybe third generation, like third series, because I got those in like 96. It might be. Let me see what the what the look is. OK, because there's a really funny story about how McDonald's got the idea in in, in the Bisonette book. McDonald's got the idea because there was some kind of therapy happening near where the person who made the McDonald's decisions lived. Uh -huh. And she happened upon this like group children therapy that was really effective using Beanie Babies. Oh. And then and, and then like the therapy got to the point where like maybe it was like they're just disbanding for the year or whatever like that. And so the, the kids were allowed to pick out one and to take with them. And the kids would be like, my mom told me to get squealer because it's going to be worth a lot of money. <laughs> it was like this whole thing that was beautiful and like awakenings for children being totally corrupt. Because that's the thing is that the parents killed the Beanie Babies. The parents just got so insane about it. No, they did. This is why we can't have nice things. I did. <laughs> Wait, 
So I did. I, I can't remember the other one, but Una has mm. one. Una told oh. me that. She's like, you know, I have Beanie Babies, right? And I'm <laughs> watching this. <laughs> you know, right? I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea. Wait, want me to go get it? I'll show it to I you. I would love to see it. Oh, it's not worth it's anything. It's not good? Well, it, because of the way she's, you know, it's, it's very loved. Okay. Well, that's the whole point. Wow. It's like the pureness of it. A panda's good. I like that. Una said Peppa is a beanie baby. And I was like, oh, and that's Peppa. Peppa. Yeah. Was that her given name or did Una name her Peppa? She named her Peppa. Remember After Una... Salt and Peppa? No. no. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Oh, Peppa Pig. That's right. Remember how Una was like really into Peppa Pig that one? She was actually into Peppa Pig way before anyone. She was yeah. on the Peppa Pig she was she she was on that from like I couldn't even find totally stuff for her birthday party. She wanted a Peppa Pig birthday party when she turned three and I couldn't find they didn't have stuff for sale here. Right. So I had to like order it from England. That's right. And then we had that cake. I had that cake made that we picked up and then we smushed on the way <laughs> upstairs. So we got high in the car. We had box in the car after we picked up the cake. We went upstairs and then my husband had to take home take home his mom in the car. And, and he's like, Did you smoke pot in here? And I was like, No. This is me. I got addicted. <laughs> I never was addicted to anything. And I got addicted to beanie babies. And I ran amok is what happened. I ran amok. <laughs> but you know, like people would like call every store in the area and ask what do you have it was this was putting such a strain on like retail workers that had to deal with people interrogating them people going to calling the the, uh better i mean sorry calling the um chamber of commerce (laughs) in a town to find out all the different gift stores that were in the town and then calling all the I mean, I wouldn't do that over Beanie Babies, but I do that over things that are also kind of trivial. Like I go really hard. Like I know how to get the info and I can like dig and dig and dig and I'll like go that extra step. I set timers for drops on my phone. Like I do that. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd like do such a shoe leathery thing, you know, but. But back then you had to because there you know, the internet was just oh, 100%. forums and oh, totally. people weren't like sharing where they're getting their shit. But it was another level of devotion too. Yeah. You know, actual human time. So I don't think there's anything. They would, she I said could. that they would spend hours after school doing it. And then that one girl and she was like, and then, you know, at one point it just like became my mom's thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I thought was weird. There was that guy who was the beanie meanie that like economist who would like <laughs> argue with the women <laughs> you know that guy you'd be like this is nonsense and amy beth solowowski or whatever her name is she'd be like it's true it is a speculative market but <laughs> so far so good i love that they got all i love that they got all of the women so many of the women at least i know to it's sit down such a good idea for it, a dog it really was but I do think the book was more in depth. And what I was sort of to say was that economist guy said, he says like Ty did not manipulate the market. Ty Warner did not manipulate the market. It was the whole secondary market that just like lit up like wildfire basically. Well, but at one point he decided to just make, um, to end runs. 
And then they would announce when yeah, they're ending well, a run. And then I to, think that's to, what created value. Exactly. To the tune of, according to the Bisonette book, he pulled $100 million worth of stock from shelves and put it in a warehouse. He is a billionaire. I guess it takes money to make money. It does. But yeah, I mean, he like sailed away. Still alive. Yeah. And th- this how alive? Is, who knows? Because he's this shadowy figure. I mean, Is he still married? Uh, I think I'm not sure he you know, he there was a whole fraud thing, an offshore account thing that he had to pay a huge fine. He ended up getting probation, but there was like a trial and shit. I just thought it was weird that the documentary didn't talk about that. So I don't know if Bisonette's sources are iffy or if that the documentary just didn't have the balls. They basically. Well, no, not that they don't have the balls, but that they can't get the access. There's, I'm just saying it glossed over that fact. And I find that suspect because to me, it's such a huge part of it. To, to, to understand the scope of his actual manipulation of the market. He did manipulate the market. Yeah. I mean, that is a manipulation of the market. Not It's not cheating, but I mean... I mean, it's Elon Musk yeah. does the same shit. Sure. I mean, just to use his Twitter feed to say the name of a shit coin. And then... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It like goes up like 700%. Yeah. And he has like a couple million in it. Yeah. And then he just makes a couple hundred million. It's wild. It really is. Um, two more things from the book, and then I have something that's gonna knock your socks off. Oh my god! Okay, I think. I, I mean, oh well, I'm excited. I'm. I want that. It knocked my socks off. <laughs> so this is from the that the great Beanie Baby Bubble book. Beanie Baby Bubble. 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 When I asked. One former top-level executive at Thai about Warner's greatest strength, he was succinct. He was a master of selling useless shit to people and <laughs> making it seem really important. <laughs> that That's a skill. It is. He didn't mean to make them as big as they were, right? Like, that was kind of just, that was more on the market. Like, was he really designing something to, like, go nuts? So one of the things that he did... A constantly changing product line is sometimes referred to as a rolling mix. Mattel implemented a rolling mix strategy in 1994 to revive Hot Wheels, which were rapidly losing market share to Matchbox cars. Faced with stagnant sales and low consumer excitement for the line of toy cars, Mattel changed the product introduction schedule based on research showing that increased in-store variety and frequent changes could drive sales. The idea of the rolling mix was to change the assortment of each of 72 car, a 72 car display every two weeks. Instead of introducing all new products once or twice a year, Mattel rotated pieces in and out at random and in an unpredictable way. Collectors went into stores to check the displays more frequently and there was a ticking clock incentive to buy new pieces because you knew you never knew when they disappear. Mm. So he did that from the beginning. He definitely wanted to make them somewhat valuable. He didn't. I don't think that he thought people were going to be had, like. could have had no idea how crazy it would get. I mean, it was I, out pe- of control. People think there's so much footage of people being like, yeah, we're just like saving these for the college fund. You know, well, I mean, so many. Hey, people this is how that. I talk about crypto. <laughs> and to that tune, this is the last thing I'll say. Okay. I thought this was a really good way of encapsulating what happened. Like what was the undoing? Once people could buy them for $5 and flip them for two to five times that much, the speed of the fad spread multiplied because humans have an insatiable need to brag. The idea of making money reselling stuffed animals was so bizarre, so fantastic, that everyone who did it told everyone they knew about it. 
Even with relatively tiny volumes, stories about profits on beanies spread word virally of an otherwise unremarkable product. (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend that book. I thought it was a wonderful book. The Documania. The documentary is on HBO Max called Beanie Mania. It's, It's a good one. What is this? What is this? It's Celine Dion on Arsenio Hall. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> just, this, uh, just this one part. There's an, actually another part that's good. But... Um, so what's the process for getting that dress on? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> he always asks questions like that. What? <laughs> but wait till but she... But what? Did you just pull it over your head? What is he talking about? <laughs> wait till she answers. <laughs> it's treacherable. Oh, it's you can. Oh, look at his face. Stretchable. He he looks confused about it. (laughs) (laughs) Stretchable. It was a dumb question. What kind of answer? (laughs) (laughs) There is such a thing as dumb questions. Arsenio would like flirt with women really openly in a way that it was it's way it beyond the pale now. Overcompensating. Seems like it, but it was also kind of letter minion. Can I can I tell you some like some gossip about Arsenio Hall? Uh, can I tell I'll tell you a blind item. <laughs> okay. A kind of blind item. Okay. But it involves Arsenio Hall, yeah. Okay. Okay. But he'll be the clue. Maybe like a cataract item. What's that? I don't know, like not quite a blind item, but oh, some... a cataract item. What can you not see very well with cataract? No. Oh, okay. I mean, they're in your eyes. It's a nearsighted item. <laughs> <laughs> a comedian that I know, or and I used to be pretty good friends with, had been hired by another comedian who was hosting an award show on a cable network, basic cable network. So he was on the writing team for that, coming up with like bits. And they got onto the subject of Arsenio Hall and a frequent male co-star. And they were wondering if who is, you know, also they're also a comedian. They were wondering if they were discussing whether or not there was a relationship there between mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall and this frequent male co-star. Mm-hmm. And the big famous comedian that was the host of the basic cable show said, no, because he knew them both and I met them both. He said, no, they were not never together. But it's like a closeness in that they're in the glass closet together mm. uh, relationship. I see. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I, I mean, who knows to what extent the closet pertains? I know? don't think that Eddie Murphy is gay. I think Eddie Murphy is bi. I he think he's like he is an example of a bi man. <laughs> I think he is right don't you uh, I don't know but um, it's possible and it's certainly possible that one could be in the closet for like you know he, Eddie Murphy okay. strikes me as the kind of guy that's like a hole is a hole okay <laughs> well I can say this okay, I can talk say about it. Aline Aline who the, um, it's this biopic by this uh, French director actor comedian Valerie Lemercier. I'm sorry. I don't speak French, so I'll say it. I'll be saying it wrong. It's coming out in, at the end of January and it follows her from birth to death, basically. I mean, it's not Celine Dion, 
but it's like oh wait you told me about yes. wait, we talked about this not i i was telling you on the phone but we never recorded it and it, well it's like a fake biopic i mean her name is not celine although there is um it, they, she did get rights to some of rights to some of her music but not all and there's like weird album cuts like let's talk about love as opposed to like a million other songs that you know from that album even but just in general mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird but a lot of the big songs are in it so it's definitely you know and she has this relationship with her manager and it's just a it's a really weird i mean because she plays her so young and there's like she cgi's her face on kind of like a little body at one point but there's also a lot of strategic filming and she's like behind, she's like peering up from the stage as okay. real because her family all played you know she's the youngest of like 13 children and okay how can you Quebec. see this it's coming out at the end of January. I just happened to get a screener oh, like, okay. for coverage, but it also played can. So it's been in the ether. Like, okay. People have heard of it, but, um, and it's very conventional in some ways. Like uh, when she cuts her hair and I guess he, the Renee character becomes attracted to her and sees her for the first time as someone that could be his, you know, romantic partner. There's like a song that plays and it's uh, I wish I could remember it because it's like it's like a cheesy 80s um, cue. Okay. So it's got like a real melodramatic sensibility and she's very tortured like, as a all character. All I need is a miracle. All I need is you. But more like use. it's not it's not air supply, but it's something like. Foreigner. Are you a speedwagon? It's, okay. it's like somebody. I can't, remember, I can't remember what song it is, but it's like a love song. I'm, okay. I, I want to say like making love at it, nothing at all, but it's not that song, you know, and I don't have that much more to say about it. Just that like it's put me in this Celine Dion thing while I'm also in a Beanie Babies thing. So I'm like a 1970, I'm 1997 suburban mom yeah, era. You so, really are I, like, I mean, I always core. had it. Do in you want to borrow guess. my cooking with Oprah or cooking with Rosie cookbook? I, I mean, I would look at it. It's like, okay. Do you want to look at it? Because I, I made my mom buy that for me when I was like in high school. My mom never cooked. And she when she did, it was just like reheated, terrible food. And I felt like that was making me fat. And she was like always yelling at me for being fat. So then I started cooking these things. You I don't make trust this. Rosie. Why? I, don't, I just don't trust her. Oprah with, got with... very thin during that time. Oh, that Rosie. I thought it was Rosie O'Donnell. You don't trust Rosie O'Donnell? Well, I no. guess not with diet needs. No, yeah, no, no, no. I, I was, don't want a Rosie O'Donnell. It was cookbook. Oprah's first chef that ended up helping her lose that weight. Rosie, that Rosie. And then they did a cookbook and it was That's actually right. pretty good. That's like right. it actually got me super into sun-dried tomatoes. No, we sold tons of that at the bookstore. Yeah, it was a it's a great book. It's a great cookbook. Was it around the time of Make the Connection? Let's make the connection. Oprah's big diet book of like the mid nineties. Was that the one with the running on the cover with yeah. Bob Green? Yeah. <laughs> um, Rosie was first. Oh, oh Rosie was first. Rosie what? was the fun. first person that Oprah endorsed like that. Because she, you know, she takes on a person and then she she signals yes. them. Yeah. And that's the way it is. <laughs> Thank you for listening and patreon.com slash pot psychology. Pipe dreams up fun. Pipe, uh, pipe dreams up fun rate and review rate and review Come on. wait real quick i would love to get to a thousand reviews we would no a thousand ratings i'm sorry a thousand ratings yeah help us get to a thousand please if you can 
Minor. All you have to do is tap it. It's not a big deal. It's Just really... tap it. You don't even have to give us five. I'd appreciate five. I understand if it's only four. Three, it's like, okay. Yeah. And why, then two why? or one. Two, you know, two is weird. Two is like the weirdest one. Right. Because like, it's I'm like. I'm listening. Like, it's like, I don't absolutely hate it. Only a little bit. Yeah. There's a wide range of human experience and some people just are two stars. You thank us? For some people. You didn't talk about something really important. What? Betty White. We bought BD <laughs> We bought Beanie Babies together. Uh, yeah, I thought actually that came up in my head. <laughs> Rich and I bought Beanie Babies together. <laughs> well, except we didn't. Yeah. We <laughs> It was this line in Living Dolls, which is this child beauty pageant documentary way before Toddlers and tiaras. It was kind of like the the second because I mean, first there was Painted Babies and then there was Living Dolls. Yeah, Living Dolls was on HBO and Rich and I loved it and we would quote it to each other and there's this part where this girl says we bought beanie babies together about some gay kid she was hanging out with i think she was asked how they met or something <laughs> yeah like how that. they met yeah. and so then when rich and i were making our book proposal they they wanted like a bio from us and so we said we bought beanie babies <laughs> together <laughs> 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 beanie babies together and um when we had to go we went to sign our contract. I actually like sat there and read it because yeah, I was like, I course. don't know. I should probably read this right. contract. I don't have a lawyer looking at it. And I saw that there was this line where they would take away our advance if they found anything falsified in our bios. Yeah. And so I was like, we are, we cannot say I texted rich. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot say that we bought beanie babies together because if people look into that and they find out, <laughs> look into that. <laughs> It's like, the kind oh, of thing that I like, like, ask us to produce receipts. I would. <laughs> it's something that I would dig up about someone. You know what I mean? Like it's something stupid like that. Like <laughs> they did not buy Beanie Babies together. <laughs> That's not how they met. 